just oh, all of you guys are coming to Powerhouse Conference, aren't you? Oh my goodness, I love it. Talk about commitment and dedication. Oh, I think it was like 50. Well, I'm so glad you're coming because you are going to love it. And, and it's not just about it's being in that conference environment. When you're in a room with faith-filled people, we've all got the same vision, we all want to know more about God and feel and sense His presence. Uh, when you're expectant, you will find it. I've had so many uh, life-changing encounters at yeah. conferences. I remember one time I was in... Uh, is this all right? Am I echoing? Okay. I was in Sydney and I was at a conference and at that time I really didn't know who I was in Christ. I was a little bit, oh, you know, does God... You know, there's so many people there. There's thousands of people there. Does God actually even know me? Just me? Probably knows that person, probably knows that person on the stage, but does he know me? Mm. And I was sitting up in the back and I wasn't feeling so myself, but I'm thinking, God, do you know me? Like, do you really know me? And what happened? I went out in, into the shopping centre and this guy comes up to me, this random guy. I'm thinking, like, whoa, watch out. Like, he comes up and he goes, Are you a Rona? Like, that's my mother's maiden name, is Rona. Wow. Like, and I'm like, no. But, but he goes, oh, really? You, you sure you're not a Rona? I said, well, actually, my mother's a Rona. And he goes, oh, I thought so, because you look like a Rona. Right. And then, then I thought, no, that was a crazy, nuts thing. And you think, I could think, like, well, what a coincidence. But what happened? You know, we met, we caught up, and, and then he went. And when, as he was leaving, God spoke to me and he said, he knew you because you looked like your mother. He says, but one day people are going to know you because you look like your father. Oh, so boom, does God, God, so you know, that happened because I was in a conference thing and I was calling out to God like, who am I? Who am I? So be expected when you come to conference. Be expected. I mean, he told me who I am. He told me who I am. And, I, and from that moment I thought, well, it doesn't matter. Whether there's millions of people there, God knows you individually. He knows your heart. He knows the call on your life. He knows the gifts that he's put on you. You'll be made for a purpose. Everyone has a plan and a purpose. Not just the person sitting next to you. You do. Everyone does. So I'm excited. We're going to have fun. We're going to have fun at conference. Yeah. Yep. So we have been doing uh, the secrets to breakthrough. Pastor Dan, he spoke last week about, you know, because Jesus Christ, he's promised us breakthrough in our life. And it can be challenging, though, when the reality of our circumstances don't line up with what we have been promised or what, what we've been waiting for. So secrets to breakthrough, just a few things that, that I've found in my own life that has helped for breakthrough. So I had a picture about this when I was praying about this of a, a dam wall, not a, not a dam wall, like a wall that's a dam, <laughs> yeah, I'm up here like, that dam wall, no, 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 no. it's a, a wall at a dam, okay, a massive wall, and if you've ever been to a dam, that they are huge, it's just concrete and massive, and then hitting that wall was this massive hammer, and it was hitting it, and it was like, bang, nothing was happening, bang, 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 nothing was happening. And then after more and more banks. But do you know when you're actually trying to break something up, 
even if you had a sledgehammer or concrete for example, you're you smashing it and it looks like nothing's happening at the beginning. But on the inside of that concrete, it's actually losing its integrity, its structural integrity. So you can't see it, but it's actually happening underneath. So this hammer is banging against the dam wall, bang, 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 and then eventually there's a little hole and water starts to trickle out. And then once there's a little hole though, and the hammer happens again, there's a bigger hole, big hole. And then eventually it smashes and then there's a breakthrough of water. Now, was it the final blow that actually brought about the breakthrough of that water? No. It was every time it was hit. It was every time it was hit. And on that wall, which I forgot to tell you, was a scripture reference. It's Jeremiah 23, 29, which, is, which says, Is not my word a word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. So the word of God can break every wall. You know, we all have walls in our lives, that things that have stopped us or held us, held us up, or, and that's what we need breakthrough for. But the word of God consistently declared and spoken, the word of God prayed and spoke. Every prayer, bang. Every word, every time you read the word of God, bang. That's another bang. So the word of God is powerful. It's like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. So just remember that. Sometimes when you cannot see breakthrough, every time you pray and you feel like nothing's happening, you are ruining the integrity of the thing on the inside that's going to bring your breakthrough. So good. I don't know some of you here, you, you might need a breakthrough in your health or a breakthrough in your finances or a breakthrough in relationships or your family. You know, or something's stuck and you feel like you're not going anywhere or you feel like stuck where you are in your life. But God wants to give you a breakthrough. So later on in the service, we will be praying for breakthrough. That we're going to take that hammer and we're going to break some things. We're going to break through. So you might be here today and you don't have a relationship with God. So you might need a breakthrough just having a relationship with God. So a little bit later, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that. So... I'm going to talk about uh, a king. He's a king in the Bible. His name's King David. King David, he was a shepherd. He was a, he was a shepherd boy. He was a musician. He was a worshipper. He was a warrior. He was all those things. And then he became the second king of Israel. So in 2 Samuel 5.20, it says, So David went to Baal-perazim. And David defeated them there, and he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me, like a breakthrough of water. Therefore he called the name of the place Baal-perazim. So breakthrough is like a sudden burst, like a breach of water. And burst means to break open, to force open. That's what burst means. So Baal-perazim is a place of breakthrough. It's a place, a place of burst. So everything changed for David because the Lord broke through. He came through for David and brought David there. So when you're thinking of your breakthrough, that's what you need. You need a breakthrough from God. So my first thing is uh, to seek God for guidance. You know, you won't find in the Bible anyone who's had breakthrough until they've started to seek God. When you seek him, he leans in and he hears you. 
Uh, it says in Psalm 77 too, it says, In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. Like, that's what happens. When you need a breakthrough, you need to seek God. You need to seek Him. So I'm going to start at the beginning, just a little bit before that, that scripture I read earlier. So in, in 2 Samuel, it starts from 5.17, but it says, you know, David, he'd just been anointed king of Israel. This can happen sometimes. Like, he'd just been anointed king of Israel, and then when the Philistines heard that, they thought, well, let's go and attack him in full force. And that was a massive, vast army. But that can happen. So you have a triumph, and then sometimes there's a trial. Talking about triumph, I mean, how good was Steve? Whoa! Leading us, he's the marathon man, right? I know there's quite a few of you marathon men. Put your hand up if you went on that marathon. I know there's a few of you. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that. Let's give these guys a hand. They broke through the marathons. Boy, you guys... You guys have real perseverance here in Melbourne. I don't know anyone who's done it. Actually, Pastor Rod. Yeah, they're like, do you know that dad's uh, father? He went on the marathon as well. I was, I was thinking, like, yeah, he did it for us. Like, yeah, he, you know, we sent we him out. <laughs> we sent him ahead, like, like, thank you, Pastor Rod. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's it. That, that's what we say. So, but in the face, so there can be a triumph, but then there can be a troll. There can be a mountaintop experience. How many times have you been like, yeah, this is so awesome. We've got a new house now. And then the bills for that mortgage company. Oh, hello. Mountaintop valley, mountaintop valley. Yeah, triumph, trial. But that can happen. So what's happened to David? He has been uh, anointed king. And now he's got the Philistine army coming against him. Wow. Whoa. But in the face of opposition, David, he doesn't back down. David seeks God first. Because it says in 2 Samuel 5.19, it says, So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. When you have a battle in your life, ask God first. If you've got a legal battle, Ask God first. If you think, oh, I need to go to battle with my family, ask God first. Whatever your battle is, ask God first. If you've got a financial battle, you don't have to do it alone. Ask God first. So so God answers David. He says, yes, go for it. I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hand. So as David sought God's guidance, God actually, he received specific instructions of how to achieve the victory. When we ask God for specific things, He can give you a God idea. One idea from God can bring your breakthrough. One idea. It's, it's, it's just nuts. Like one idea can bring your breakthrough. I heard I heard this um, one of the guys that was at this conference, he talked about how uh, in a church this guy was thinking about oh what can he do to help him financially? And he actually came up with it an idea while he was sitting in church right. about the post-it notes. And we know how popular they are now. But that's what happened. It was one idea broke through for him. Wow. One idea. And one, God can give you an idea when you seek him. Yeah. When you seek him, he does do that. Love that. So and then it goes right back to, so David went to Valparaiso. David defeated them there. He said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like breaking the blood. Therefore, the name of this place is Belle Prison. 
the Lord who burst through. And, and that's what I think about. When I'm thinking about breakthrough, like as I'm praying, I'm thinking, well, Lord, you're going to burst through. You're going to burst through. See, see, it doesn't have to be, oh, God, can you just try and, you know, knock that down a bit? No, he's the Lord who burst through. And so we believe it. Like when we pray, we're praying and we're believing and we're seeing our breakthrough. So the first one is like seek God's guidance. You know, David didn't rely on his own understanding at all. He he did seek God first. So we can seek God uh, in his guidance by spending time in prayer, yeah. by reading the Bible, by listening to direction, by seeking godly counsel, yeah. by doing declarations. We did I am declarations yeah. earlier on. Uh, by surrounding yourself with you know with people who believe in you. Yeah. who believe in your potential, who want to support you. Right, right. You know, seeking out mentors and coaches and like-minded people, like these people. Oh, yeah, that's good, isn't it? That can inspire and guide you. So that's number one, seek God's guidance. Number two, face your problem. Oh, I don't, I don't like that one, but I'm going to share it anyway. You know, because you know, we're running from your problems actually never solve them. Yeah. I know this from experience. Like, Because hidden things are things that can actually make us sick. When we're hiding something, when there's things that we hide from other people because we don't want other people to know, they, they do. We hold it inside and it can make us sick. Sometimes, sometimes we just need to get it out. And I don't mean stand up here and get it out, you know. No, 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 no. I, I say, like, find a friend or a pastor or your group leader or whatever it is. If you need to get something out, you know, get something off your chest, get something out, get it. Because you'll be amazed. Once it comes out of your mouth, you put it in the light where God can heal it. But it can't get healed until you reveal it and put it in the light. So, yeah, get it out. So sometimes, yeah, just sharing it, will just that, that in itself will make you feel better. But even if it doesn't, once it's out, it actually opens it up for God to come and bring his healing power. Because if the devil thinks that it's a hidden secret, he's going to keep tormenting you about it. I know this, you know, secrets that I just haven't one hope, but it's just the tormenting because you think, oh, don't, 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 they're going to think that I'm awful, they're going to think this, blah, 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 whatever, but, but get it out. So it, it, it might, so, you know, face your problem. It might mean forgiving someone. It might be, mean confronting someone. But what it will mean is taking responsibility. Wow, you know, that's going to help you to get your breakthrough. Yeah. I had an investment property and I was going to make so much money. Oh, it was going to be amazing. I was just like, I was going to be a squazillionaire once I sold this property and it was just going to be awesome and it was all going to happen. And, and uh, anyway, it didn't happen. Because what, what happened What happened is the economy changed right. and then all of a sudden I'm in this terrible situation where I'm... I'm because, you know, I had my own mortgage, but at that time, it was an extra $3,000 a month that I was paying on that to keep that. Wow. Oh, this property that wasn't selling. So I was, but I was like holding on for, for grim death, really. No, I still am going to make so much money. No, no, I'm not. And, I, and, and do you know, I didn't want to tell anyone about it. Because right. I felt like such an idiot. I felt so stupid. I felt like a failure. Yeah. And I didn't want to tell anyone. I'm thinking... You know, because they're just going to think, oh, you're so dumb. Right. Uh, but really, it's, it's, I had to, you know, I wanted to run, run from it. In fact, what I started to do was, you know, I was just blaming everyone. I blamed the real estate agent that sold it to me. I blamed the financial advisor. Oh, you know, anyone who was around. I was blaming everyone for that situation that I actually put myself in the first place. I put myself in that situation. 
And I did, I wanted to run, but the reality was the market had changed. So I had to face the problem and I had to make a decision. And uh, finally, I decided maybe I should ask God. Oh, novel idea. This was in my early days when I got. I was thinking, well, no, well, God, should I fight to keep it? And I heard him so clearly, he just said, let it go. So I had to sell it, and I still had $100,000 debt left after it was sold. Ouch! Oh, that hurts. But do you know what? It was a breakthrough. You think, like, how can that be a breakthrough? The breakthrough was, it was just such a relief. Do you know when something's hanging, overarching over your head? you just got this thing hanging over your head. You, you're trying to go to sleep, and all you can think about, oh, I need to sell the house, I need to... But all of a sudden, it was gone. Sometimes we need to take responsibility, and sometimes the breakthrough isn't like how we want it to look. But all of a sudden, when we've got a clear head, we can actually work on it. Really, so it was a breakthrough. I no longer, it no longer kept me up. It cleared my mind. And, uh, you know, failure is not the end. It's an opportunity for growth. It helped me to develop resilience and learn from my mistakes. So that's why we need to face our problems. You know, God's got big plans for your lives. And I say that because I know that. I don't even have to ask. He, I, he's always got big plans because his big plans are always bigger. I found that. I've had plans, but his plans are bigger. But he's got big plans for you. And just as God's planned them, though, doesn't mean that uh, they're just going to happen. There are things that God will require of you. Some of them are going to be hard. Really. You know, sometimes he's going to ask you to do stuff that you think, Oh, do I really have to? Sometimes it might mean sacrificing. You know, it might be sacrificing um, by giving, or it might be sacrificing social media. But I don't know. But what, what is it? Like, you, you, and it's what God wants from you. Not from me, but from you. Like, you know, and, and he's the only one who can tell you. So, But surrendering to God's plan for our lives when we surrender our own agendas uh, and the timing to God, He will allow, it will allow Him to work through us. So we've got uh, seek God's guidance, face your problem, and then the third thing is fasting. Oh, I don't, did I swear? No, I didn't. So fasting for breakthrough. We are having a 21-day fast coming up. Yeah. Starts on the uh, 3rd of July, 21 days. Woo. Now throughout the Bible, there are many examples of personal fasting and corporate fasting. Right. Moses, he fasted for 40 days and he received the Ten Commandments. Whoa. What? And then Daniel, he fasted 21 days and he received a vision of what would happen to his people in the future. Right. See, when we actually fast and we look to God, he can actually tell us about our future, about other people's future, about you know, what, what, what he's going to place in our hands. Jesus himself, he fasted for 40 days before he was tempted by the devil in the desert. The devil in the desert, that sounds like a song. No, don't say that. But, 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 and then he commenced his ministry of miracles straight after he fasted. He hadn't done a miracle until after he fasted. So all fasts in the Bible, whether they were one day or 40 days, brought rewards. See, private discipline brings public what we do in secret will be come out in public. So another king in the Bible, his name was Jehoshaphat. 
What would his nickname be? You know it. <laughs> now that's what I reckon it is, but yeah, it's Jehoshaphat in the Bible. But anyway, I, I think, I mean, I would have changed my name. So all the kids at school calling you fatty, like, no, I don't like that. But anyway, Jehoshaphat, he was the king of Judah, and he called a corporate fast of the whole nation of Judah. And it was because there were three armies that joined together that were coming against him. Like, they were going to die. If this was life or death, this wasn't just a... They were going to die. So it was drastic times called drastic measures. So he called a nation, the nation, his nation, to fast and pray. And they received a prophetic word, a word from Zechariah, who was the prophet at the time. And that, uh, that word was that they would not need to fight, but just take your position and then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. Now, well, I don't know. You know, when you've got three armies coming towards you and... There's your little band standing together. Oh, I don't know. Here we are. C3, Powerhouse Melbourne, like out the front door. No, like, that's, a, that's a trust thing. They had to trust God for the victory. He had given them the word like, don't you worry. Don't you worry. Now, what happened? They did. So they did. So they start marching out. They put the worship team first. That's smart, right? They get the praises out there. Get the praises out there. Like, if they do come, gets them first. <laughs> but that, that's what he did. They had such faith that God was going to save them. They put the worshippers out first, praised, and they praised God for a victory before it even happened. So, but what happened? God caused the three armies to actually fight amongst each other and fight amongst themselves. They destroyed themselves. So Fatty goes up and there's all these dead bodies. Like Fatty and the band. They, 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 all, they, 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 all these dead bodies are just lying everywhere. And then what they did, they had to gather, they, what they did, they gathered the plunder. So they'd left all the equipment, all the clothing, all the valuables, and it took them three days to collect all that and take it back to their place. Whoa, they were living fat, all right. Like, come on. <laughs> but that's what happens when we fast and pray. So I want to encourage you, like, get involved in the fast. Things happen when you fast. Fasting is not just uh, going without food for a period of time. Like, that's dieting. All right? So don't think, oh, well, I'm going on my 21-day diet. No. No, we're not looking for that. <laughs> you know, that's, we're, we're, and we're not fasting to earn God's favor. Right. You know, but by getting, uh, but what we are doing, you know, you know, we're not trying to twist his arm so that he'll do something for us, that he'll give us that breakthrough. Our purpose is for us to transform from the inside out. When we fast and we seek after God, he changes us from the inside out. Things become clearer, more focused, you know, when we depend on God. I know when, uh, you know, what, so what fasting is, it's giving up some food yep. for a spiritual purpose to bring us a deeper, intimate, more powerful relationship with God. That's what we do. So when we give up food, we pray. So it's not just we just don't, we just don't eat something. No, we actually pray at the same time. So how do we do that? These are just some little practical keys. Like, if you're a, a coffee drinker, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, I mean, I'm not. I mean, but if you decided that you were going to fast coffee on this, like, maybe try weaning yourself of it a few days beforehand because we don't want you to have massive headaches because that's probably could happen. But all those things, if you're a big sugar eater and you're not going to do that, like you might be a little bit cranky. So so really, you know, just start weaning yourself, cleaning out your cupboards like you've got a week to do it. Like, and get that, get that, you know, drink lots of water on the fast. 
And not only that, like you can get really bad breath. So if someone's like all of a sudden they're coming and you're like, you know, that you're coming towards them and they're like, <laughs> you make sure you have your Listerine or your mints with you. No, no, not mints, Listerine. Like, because you can. Oh, that's just the way it is. I thought I'd give you it up front because we didn't think like, whoa, your breath stinks. You'll know. Like, yeah, just keep it all happening. Like, get that Listerine happening. <laughs> so if you are, uh, like, depending on your workload, you know, if you have heavy physical work, have wisdom in what you actually fast. All right? We, we don't, like, just... Have wisdom and what you're going to fast. And um, try to keep away from situations that will tempt you. Don't keep walking past that donut shop where they go, eat me, eat me. Don't do that. So just try and think, you know, even if you've got parties coming up, what are you going to do when you get there? You know, like just think things through because the fastest way to break it is not being prepared. So just be prepared. There's different sorts of fasts. Like you can, like there's a liquid fast, there's a Daniel fast. Daniel fast is like no meat. Um, no sweets, no breads, like more or less fruit and vegetables. There's different sorts of fasts. Or some people might decide to fast a meal or fast a couple of meals and just eat at dinner time. So you think what's going to work for you, you talk to God about it. Like He'll tell you how, that's when it gets dangerous. Like this. So you just talk to God about that. But there's the, the main thing is just to be involved. Be involved. You want a breakthrough. You not, not only need to prepare for that, but you need to think, what is it that I want a breakthrough for? What do I want? Do I want to, I want to see my kids have friends. I want to see my kids have great relationships. I want to see my family restored. I want to see my, my, my son come back to Jesus or whatever it is. You know, I want to see my finances. You know, I just want to get a breakthrough. I want to clear my debt. Whatever it is, you need to write it down. That's why we're going to have these uh, prayer cards, which which you can do that on. Like, and it's got like what we will be praying for for the church. But what are you praying for? And you can write that down there. So that's what you're doing. So 21 days. It's coming up soon, and and I just think there is massive breakthrough can happen when you fast. So let me just pray for you. Let's close your eyes. Thank you, Father. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for each person here. I thank you that you're a God of breakthrough. Even in this time, I, I just sense people are getting ideas on not just what to fast, but also what you want to write down for breakthrough for. Nothing is too big for God. He's the God of breakthrough. I thank you, Lord, for each person. I thank you, Father, that you're with them and that you're for them. And, Lord, that you'll help them to come up with what to fast for and what to fast. In Jesus' name, amen.